I speak to you in the name of God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. The campus store is selling notebooks and pens and all kinds of paraphernalia with Tar Heels and Ramses on them. The Campus Ministry Center is stocked with snacks and coffee and tea and invitations to get new and returning students connected with one another as we kick off a new semester. Classes start tomorrow, and there will be students lined up at the old well all day long, hoping to get a good luck charm of a sip of water from the bubbler and a superstitious start to a straight-A semester. Some new students may even be here in these very pews, right now, today, or next Sunday, or on any given Sunday throughout this academic year, hoping to find a moment of respite, a word of refreshment, a taste of home through familiar hymns and communion practices a friendly face of encouragement from fellow churchgoers that might remind them of an uncle or aunt or godparent or mentor from another church in another place. And here we find ourselves hearing in the Gospel of Luke the voice of Jesus saying, I came to bring fire to the earth! Do you think I have come to bring peace to the earth? No, I tell you, but rather division. Oh, dear. (laughs) These fiery, passionate words of Jesus sound more akin to what students will inevitably hear preached through a bullhorn from a pit preacher on campus at some point this year than the kind of stories we like to hear and remember when we talk about Jesus. And if this were the only passage, the only words of Jesus that you or I or prospective students or new community members were to hear coming from the mouth of Jesus, then my guess is, like when you see the pit preacher, we might find ourselves wanting to take a wide path around that particular passage. Even as a devoted follower of Jesus, we can find ourselves struggling to understand How does this fit with my understanding of Jesus? I want to walk as a child of the light. How do I hold these intense words that Jesus is saying to the disciples and to us with the other parts of Jesus' story that I know and love? These are good questions. And believe me, when I come across passages like this and read them cold, with no contextual information or deeper knowledge of the snippet of scripture, I find myself starting there too. This snippet of Luke is zoomed in to a portion of chapter 12 right at the center of Luke's 24-chapter gospel. So I decided to zoom out and take a look at what was going on immediately before and after this portion of scripture to gain more insight. And when I did that, 
Boy, howdy. The parts that come right before and right after of this section, still pretty rough. <laughs> Let me tell you, Jesus is fired up. This isn't his first time around the block with his reluctant, feet-dragging disciples. This isn't the first time trying to get the attention of his followers through shocking words and actions. But this is a point in his ministry when he has been saying over and over again, y'all need to be getting ready. Changes are coming and changes are needed in this world. Open your eyes, folks. Look around. There are some harsh realities that God's people, my people, are struggling with. I came to bring fire to the earth and how I wish it were already kindled. How I wish I had walked into the kitchen and the vegetables were already being cleaned and chopped to size, the water boiling, just waiting to be put to use. How I wish I had come into the office a little bit after 9 a.m. and found all the machines humming and production underway and meetings of task forces making decisions and moving things along. How I wish the lamps were already lit, the provisions organized, the eyes and ears of my co-workers co-conspirators, co-creators in the world of building up the kingdom of God, we're feeling empowered and strengthened and motivated to move in my name, with my blessing, in the direction I have been describing, pointing toward, inviting, conjoling along, beckoning us toward. One commenter, commentator of this gospel said, we hear those words, I came to bring fire to the earth, and we immediately think destruction. But here's where a deeper contextual understanding comes in handy. The connotation of that phrase is more helpfully translated as, I came here to get things cooking, to move things along, to encourage the fire of the Spirit of God within us, to captivate and catalyze God's people, and how I wish it were already kindled. The Jesus that we hear in today's gospel is one that our contemporary ears might cause us to be inclined to shy away from. Is the Jesus that is telling us, we have it in us to do this work. We have eyes to see the signs of the times as easily as we can see the weather changes on the horizon. We have the ability to see a need and name it, call on one another to do the work, build a scaffold, connect with community resources, and respond to that need to make the changes in ourselves and in our community and in our world. Changes that reflect the not-so-surprisingly fiery, passionate love that God has for God's people. That God has for us. And love that God sends through us into the world that can be seen in the ways that we respond to that love in our own lives, 
in our own actions, in our own places of influence, when we recognize it, accept that responsibility and let it kindle in us a burning desire to pursue a better world together, to pursue the kingdom of God. The Jesus that speaks with such vim and vigor is the Jesus that sees and understands that there is difference and division amongst us. On the macro level, you can see international border disputes to the interpersonal level of sibling separating from sibling, pulling apart in response to exposure to a common problem because of different ideas of how to approach or deal with that problem at hand. The division Jesus speaks of is something we have become all too familiar with in our modern day-to-day lives, in our nation, in our communities, in our friendships, even in our own families. We know what that division looks like on the deepest level, and it is painful. Jesus is honest about that reality and still calling us to take action. Calling us to get into the kitchen with him. To gather the kindling. To create gathering points. A warm glow of a kitchen fire or a campfire that can be seen from afar. That will be a source of warmth and encouragement eventually nourishment from a meal, to do the work that has been given to us to do in this time and place. To those who are new to this town, this campus, this church, join us by this fire. Warm your hands, roast a marshmallow, listen to the stories, tell us your story. And know that this is a place where Jesus wants to set your heart ablaze with passion and love for all of God's people. And for those who have helped to build and tend the fire that is this place, those who've been keeping the home fires burning, those who know where to get the logs to add it up, and who have seen the coals at times as the fire dies down and have raised it back up. You know the passion and the possibilities this place houses. You know where the logs are stored, and you may just need to teach a few folks where to find them. You may also need to take time to listen and learn from the new folks in our midst who are coming, bringing their hearts already burning with recognition of the resurrected Christ here amongst us, calling us to action, calling us to stoke the fire yet again. I came to bring fire to the earth. Friends, let's get cooking. Amen. The Chapel of the Cross is an Episcopal church in the heart of Chapel Hill and the university community. Find out more at thechapelofthecross.org.
There you can find our latest news and events, connect with our pastoral care team, Faith in Action Ministries, and offer a prayer request. You can also find us on social media, on Instagram at The Chapel of the Cross, and on Facebook and Twitter at C-O-T-C, Chapel Hill. May you be nourished by the Word to serve in the world.